Are you qualified to be called a disciple of Jesus? Many speak about God, but what does God say about himself? God reveals his attributes in scripture, but four are essential to embrace. Without knowing these four attributes, no one can be called a disciple of Jesus. Are you his disciple? Next, on Leading the Way. most asked questions by believing disciples of Jesus, the most asked question is how do I know the will of God for my life? And that question actually grows in intensity in times of transition. Individual believing disciples of Jesus, when they're going through uncertain times, uh, or transitory times in their personal life or corporate life, the question, this question grows in its intensity. They want to know the when and the how and the where. There are some who literally go through life uh, feeling they are in, in turmoil, lest they have messed out on God's best for them. They missed out on, on, on God's will for their life. I pray to God that by the end of this message, the Holy Spirit will give you absolute peace as you trust that our God, our God is the God who overrules. And that when even you make a move and you think in your mind you made a mistake, I pray to God that you understand that the sovereign God can even take those mistakes and in his economy, he'll bring you to your, his perfect will. But only one requirement. Now notice that it's going to be focusing on all day today. Only one requirement, just one. God will do the rest. Only one thing is needed. There are several times in my life when I've experienced intense uncertainty of which way to turn, where to go. How do I know the will of God for the next step? We've been exploring the required curriculum for a disciple of Jesus. Whether you're a disciple of Jesus or a discipling others for Jesus, these are the required. They're not elective. <laughs> these are the required. They're only four in number. I'm summarizing them. Or Sometimes I call this discipleship 101. We saw, first of all, the sovereignty of God and how the sovereignty of God is the axle around which all his other attributes revolve. Then we saw very close to it, very close to it, uh, to the sovereignty of God is being wholly different, uh, the holiness of God and how God wants his disciples to be wholly different from the world too. Want us to be holy because He is holy. And today I'm going to talk to you 
about the guiding hand of God. The guiding hand of God. The very first thing I want to tell you is this. The Word of God makes it absolutely clear from cover to cover that living in turmoil regarding your wanting to discern, you want to know the will of God for your life is not of God. Living in fear and worry and anxiety and terror almost that you have missed out on God's best for you, that is not from God. Our God is a God of perfect peace and contentment. Can I get an amen? amen. All you need to offer God is willingness to obey. That is the secret. That's the one thing I told you you need to do. Willing obedience. Let's say that together. Willing obedience. I'm going to come back to that again and again because that is vitally important. Uh, because all he wants is willing obedience. He will do the rest. He will do the rest. Now, let me get very practical. <laughs> you know, I always get to where the rubber meets the road about the guiding hand of God. Let's say there's a person who has willing obedience and said, God, I am willing to obey whatever, whatever you do, whatever you do in my life, and genuinely mean it. Uh, they truly want God to guide them and lead them in a certain uh, situation they're in. They are genuinely wanting to obey the will of God in their life regarding a move or a situation or whatever it is. Then God opens a wide door, wide door, and they are genuinely, sincerely believe that God opened that door, so they walk through that door. Whether that door whether that they walked through, they're in there long time, short time, doesn't matter. But they walked through that door. Are you with me so far? Yes. But then, once they walked through that door, believing that it is the mind of God and the will of God, lo and behold, a second door opened for them far greater, amazing possibilities. It is, it is so great. Uh, they have so much peace about it, and they want to walk through that second door. What normally happens, listen to me, and I'm going to show you from my life, what normally happens, because I know human nature, <laughs> at this point, they're thinking, right at this point, they think, thinking, oh, I shouldn't have gone through that first door. I should have waited for God. I should have persevered. I should not have been so rash to go through that first door. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry that I went through that first door. I should have waited to, until you opened that second door. This is so fantastic. This is really great. I should have been more patient, God. I should have waited for the second door. Why did I do this? Why did I go through the first door? Lord, forgive me. I made a mistake. Right? Wrong. Wrong. You did not make a mistake. If you genuinely believed that God was guiding you through that, that first door, and you moved through that first door, why do you say I'm saying this? Michael, why are you saying this? Because often our sovereign God knew that you would not have come to that second door had you not gone through the first door. Are you with me? 
for reasons only known to the sovereign Lord, he knew that you could not have come to door number two without going through door number one. Even though the second door is so far superior. Again, let me illustrate from my own life. Now that there are many years have passed through that experience. Prior to the Six-Day War, I was absolutely certain that it is the will of God for me that God is calling me to come to the United States of America. After all, I was suffering under socialist dictatorship, and I want to come to the land that Reagan calls the last best, last best hope for mankind. But halfway through this process, halfway through the process, the Six-Day War broke, and the American embassy closed. I'm halfway there. And I was confused. I was truly confused. As any 18-year-old can be confused, I was confused. A friend of the family who was aware of what's going on inside of me, and I still remember to this day, Jack, he, he, he called me. He said, you know what? I want you to come with me. I'm going to pick you up, and you and I are going to have tea with the Australian ambassador. I said, who? He said, it's a heady stuff for an 18-year-old, right? Don't you agree? <laughs> have tea with the Australian ambassador. He said, I really think you need to think of settling in Australia. But I know what God said. He said, look, just do this for me. So immediately I thought, I'm going to miss out on God's best for me. I'm going to miss out on God's will for my life. I, 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 should, have, I, I should have waited. I, I, I should have knocked on the door a little harder. I, I, I may have, if I waited a little longer. And the Lord reminded me at that moment that only a few months earlier, I said to the Lord, I'll go anywhere, I do anything. <laughs> See, I know how it works. Beloved, God knew that I could not go through door number two until I had walked through door number one. It wasn't a mistake. Let me tell you, this is the most blessed detour I've ever been on. The blessing is incalculable. It was a priceless blessing. Even though I did not see it that way at the time, I did not see it that way. But that's all. It's not all. That's fantastic. That's great. But that was not all. The third week, the third week that I landed in Sydney, I met a beautiful red-headed <laughs> young woman. God knew she's the perfect one for me. I get to the bottom line. What was God doing to this disciple? I'm sure you've asked the same question. What was God doing to you? To you, you as a disciple of Jesus. You who wanted to genuinely do the will of God in your life. What is the Lord doing? And I can tell you, he continues to do. Listen carefully, please. He was beginning to teach me to fully trust him and to trust his guidance. He was teaching me 
to totally trust in his guiding hand, even if I didn't understand it, even if it did not make sense at the time. He was teaching me to inwardly be willing to obey him in the times when I don't understand his ways. Now, beloved friends, I believe the Lord wants that of every one of his disciples, to fully trust him, even when they don't understand what's going on, even when they can't see the full picture. You can only learn this by experiencing and understanding and comprehending God's character, God's sovereignty, God's holiness, and God's pattern of guidance. Stay tuned for the conclusion of Dr. Yusuf's message in just a moment. Are you wondering what the end times of our world will look like? Do you ever think, are we near the end? Do you find scriptures about the end times hard to understand? For a limited time, Leading the Way is providing a special book collection which includes three of Dr. Yusuf's most popular books. For your gift of any amount, Leading the Way will send you your own copy of all three of these incredible books. Is the End Near, End Times and the Secret of the Mahdi, and Never Give Up. In these best-selling books, Dr. Michael Yusuf unpacks the words Jesus himself spoke about the end times, answering your questions about Christ's return, the challenges believers will face in the last days, and how we can stand firm and be encouraged in the midst of hardship. Don't let fear of the future shake your faith. Know what the Bible says about the end times. Get these three life-altering books when you give a gift of any amount today. And now the conclusion of Dr. Yusuf's message, Discipleship 101, God's Guidance. Say, Michael, well, how can I start with this? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I want to tell you. By remembering, first of all, where you are right now, where you are right now, where God has placed you is His will for you. And unless you're sinning, and that's a whole different topic, and I'm not getting into that, unless you're living in disobedience, unless you're living in continuous sin, and, and I have word, I, I, only one word for you, and that's repent. Repent. But I'm talking about just a general good, loving disciple of Jesus who really seeking the mind of God. That's who I'm talking to. You are now placed where you are, whether you want to be there or not, for a purpose. And until his guiding hand opens another door and moves you through that door, stay where you are. Psalm 25, verse 9. He guides the humble in what is right, teaches them his way. Now, let me give you a Yusuf paraphrase, okay? He guides the obedient, that's interchangeably, to the right way and teaches them his perfect will. When you begin to develop willing obedience, you will not waste a second in your life doubting his guidance. You would not waste a second in your life uh, 
wondering, have I missed out on God's best for me? Uh, have, have, have I missed out God's will? Or, 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 you, you will not waste a second in your life worrying. What's the next step? Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 17. I'm going to come to the context in a minute. He said, if anyone chooses to do God's will, he will find out whether my teaching comes from God or I spoke of my own. A use of translation. If anyone is willing to obey God's will, he or she will have discernment. Remember this. Jesus was speaking to a bunch of Pharisees who were not discerning, the least discerning group of people. And he said, had they been discerning, they would have recognized him as the Messiah, their Messiah. They would have recognized Jesus' authority. Question. What do we need to do to discern the mind of God and the will of God and the guidance of God in our lives? What is it? I've learned a few things along the way. Not my, only my own life, but the many lives that I've pastored and ministered to on three continents and the people that I have been privileged to minister to. Few things. Most people, secretly, most people, they will say, oh, I want to do the will of God. But in reality, they want God to do their will. <laughs> they want God to bless their plans. <laughs> that God would come around to their thinking. That God affirms their desires. I talk to enough people to really, who really, really, really would tell me, I want to do the will of God. I want to do the will of God. So I asked him a question. What's the problem? Oh, I, I, I want out of my current situation. I want to, I, I, some, one guy actually said, I want out of my marriage. It's miserable. I want out of my current job. I'm unhappy. God never promised you happiness, by the way. He promised you holiness. I want out of my current circumstances. Uh, I, I want to marry this particular person. Uh, I want to have this particular business deal because I know what it's going to do and I can, I can give a tithe to God when I talk with them. You just told me that you want to know God's will for your life, right? Right, yes. Then how on earth can you not discern that you are right now, where you are, is God's will for you for now. No, 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 Michael, you don't understand, you don't understand. I'm miserable in the current situation. So you want God to agree with you. Oh, they don't like that one. I am not a stranger to experiencing miserable situations. I want it out of. But as I look back with the gift of hindsight, I discover that the reason God permitted me to be in these circumstances, to be in these situations, sometimes longer than I wanted, is because He wanted to teach me some important things 
that I could never have learned any other way because He wants to train me to trust Him and to obey Him, because He wants to mold me, because He wants to test me. God does not obey us. We obey Him. Our sovereign God is in control of us. We are not in control of Him. Our sovereign God moves things in our lives for our good as He sees it. And it's always, when you look back, I cannot think of a thing that I did not want to do that was the will of God for me. And I look back and I said, thank you for not letting me have my way. Here's some questions that you can ask yourself when you're facing one of those situations. Let me just share them with you very quickly. Is this the best way for me to serve the Lord? Is it consistent with the Word of God? Will it enable me to imitate Jesus? Do I have confirmation of godly leaders, godly Christian leaders? Do I have inner peace for this matter? And finally, has God opened the door wide? All of this will not make you worried if you think you made a mistake, you're making a mistake, you're afraid to make a mistake. Because as I said, God can take those mistakes. Once you have been willing, obedient, He will take those. And you know what He will do? He will turn them into stepping stones into His perfect will. Let me tell you this short story as I conclude. An English preacher, I have many of his books about the name of F.B. Meyer. Some of you may have heard the name. He was a, a great pastor in London and evangelist. One day, F.B. Meyer was crossing the Irish Channel. It was dark and starless night. And he was curious. He, he just asked the captain of the ship, he said, how do you know Holyhead Harbor in such a dark night and starless night? And the captain said to him, he said, you see those three lights over there? He could see the lights. He said, those lights at the distance, when all three lights line up together, when they line up straight line, uh, perfect unity, I know exactly the position of the harbor's mouth. And Maya said, I learned a very important spiritual lesson that night. To know the will of God, three things have to line up. Inner peace, the Word of God itself, and the need of the hour. In 195 countries, we're leading the way, and the kingdom set is broadcast. Thousands are coming to Christ. Get out the Word of God and start to yourself. He makes it clear that you can only be saved through Christ Jesus. Jesus abolished eternal death for the believer. To me, it's amazing that leading the way has all these avenues 
to reach people. And it's working and it's bringing more people to God. I see the ministry of leading the way, not just doing the part inside the studio, but going outside to reach out to, to those who accept the Lord, how to follow up with them, how to get them connected to the church after they accept Jesus. I called by phone and someone reached out within a day or two, asking me how they could help. It is a Christian TV channel that anyone can understand the word of God simply and with the spirit of love. I came to believe in Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Then I became a regular viewer of Dr. Michael Yusuf's sermons. He helps my faith grow. You can never see a program that doesn't glorify Jesus' name. You learn about the eternal life in Christianity and how the Christian life is different. God has equipped Dr. Michael Youssef to reach my generation with a passion for the truth. That is so, so important and it's so rare. I consider the show to be a great achievement for the Christian faith. Thank you, Michael Youssef, from the bottom of my heart for the efforts that you are doing. I thank Dr. Michael Youssef. I thank the Ministry of Leading the Way and all those involved that make such a difference, who've made a difference in my life. Something I'll never forget. I would like to say to Dr. Michael Youssef, you are doing a great job. And there are no words to describe how much I appreciate it. God loved us enough so that Christ died for us. It was his love that compelled him. Join Dr. Michael Youssef as a frontline mission partner and passionately proclaim the uncompromising truth of Christ in your community and in closed countries through leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. As a partner, you're at the heart of this mission. Sign up today and you'll receive exclusive impact updates, special discounts on Dr. Youssef's biblical teaching resources, a beautiful frontline mission photo booklet, and Dr. Michael Youssef's inspiring book, life-changing prayers. I want to specially speak to our frontline mission partners. You have been standing with me for so many years in partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ, taking it 195 countries. I thank God for you, and I pray that you continue to stand together as we take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Don't delay. Become a monthly Frontline Mission Partner today and stand with Dr. Yusuf on the front lines of faith. Are you wondering what the end times of our world will look like? Do you ever think, are we near the end? Do you find scriptures about the end times hard to understand? For a limited time, Leading the Way is providing a special book collection which includes three of Dr. Yusuf's most popular books. For your gift of any amount, Leading the Way will send you your own copy of all three of these incredible books. Is the End Near, End Times and the Secret of the Mahdi, and Never Give Up. In these best-selling books, Dr. Michael Yusuf unpacks the words Jesus himself spoke about the end times, answering your questions about Christ's return, the challenges believers will face in the last days, and how we can stand firm and be encouraged in the midst of hardship. Don't let fear of the future shake your faith. Know what the Bible says about the end times. 
Get these three life-altering books when you give a gift of any amount today. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth, leading the way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. thanks you for your faithful support through your continued prayers and gifts. 